what it mean to me. Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Welcome to GWSB Proud, a podcast all about why are you proud of GWSB. My name is Liesl Riddle, and I am the Associate Dean for Graduate Programs here at George Washington University School of Business. And I have the great pleasure of sitting down with GW alumni, faculty, staff, and students to hear why they are GWSB Proud. Welcome to the podcast studio today. I am so excited to be able to share with you, the audience, uh, more about this new MBA program. We just started um, this year in 2021 um, at George Washington University School of Business. And I'm joined in the podcast studio today with Dr. Dick Donnelly, who is a professor of information systems and technology management here at the School of Business who is the faculty director for this new program. And I'm also joined by Greg Simmons, who is the program manager in the Office of University Programs at the Department of Homeland Security. So really the impetus of this, of this program really began back in 2020, in September of 2020, in fact, when GW School of Business was recognized by the Department of Homeland Security as a center of excellence in security technology transition. So Greg, could you maybe share with our audience a little bit about what does a center of excellence mean and how is GW's center similar or different to others that exist in the United States? Uh, thanks, uh, Liesl. I really appreciate that. And, uh, and I'm excited about uh, being here um, to talk about the, the program. And it's a, it's a really good question about what is a DHS centers of excellence and uh, the role that uh, GW has taken is, is being part of that organization. Uh, the Congress set up and had a desire that DHS have at its disposal university-based research in order to address the critical questions uh, that affect the missions of DHS. There are, there are many. Uh, they go the gamut of um, surveillance, uh, intelligence, obviously, but also um, networks, uh, transcriminal um, missions. So we want to base university-based research in order to answer those questions. So in that regard, there are 10 centers of excellence all focused on critical questions and missions of DHS. One of the critical questions and one of the critical items that was observed in the recent, uh, recent months was the question of technology transition and the barriers to getting concepts out the door into the hands of the um, operators of DHS. And so to address that, uh, those barriers to transition that we have observed, um, the idea was that maybe we needed to come at it at an approach using the, the tools that the, an MBA uh, a master's in business of administration could bring on management processes, data analytics, um, financial uh, innovations, all to address some of the chief things that we see in the barriers of transition, which are uh, management processes and uh, cost overruns. So uh, GW was in a competitive process as was selected as the lead for the latest centers of excellence 
to provide that research, uh, university-based research and capability that we need to, uh, to, to have uh, better outcomes. So, you know, we, um, we've launched the first cohort so far of this, of this program in January of 2021. Who is really the audience? You know, when, when we were designing this, this MBA, who is the audience? Is this just for DHS and, with, and for whom is it? Um, mm. Is it really designed for? Well, that's another, that's another great question. From the very beginning, uh, Lisa, we understood in, in government that government does not have the best ideas, especially in the area of transition in, in technology. Um, we understand from, you know, Moore's Law says technology train changes every 18 months. And so the best solutions are coming from uh, the captains of industry. Vice maybe 30 or 40 years ago, innovation was within government. So we wanted to set up a program that would integrate uh, students from many sectors, government and non-government sectors, into one cohort so they could learn from one another and, uh, and, and get the, the best practices and the, the knowledge and skills and those attributes from each other and to be able to take those skills back into their workplaces. And uh, so this program was intentionally set up not just to be a government education training opportunity, but to be uh, a, a whole of uh, a process of uh, non-government and, uh, and, and government uh, uh, students. So, so we're, we look forward to that and, we, and we're, we're happy to, that this integration has occurred. Yeah, you know, I, I always sort of describe this program as kind of like an incubator um, mm. industry level incubator within the program, right? Because the intention is to bring people with different sets of resources together yes. to co-innovate, right? And uh, let's try to break that down a little bit. For somebody that might be listening that is in the private sector and says, you know, I'm in security technology or I want to break into security technology, what might be in it for them to choose this MBA program over maybe other options? Well, I would say, Liesl, in for someone coming from the uh, private sector, and they may be interested uh, in opportunities um, in the, the government complex, the security um, ecosystem, there's some things to be learned. We speak a different language as well. And uh, it's not all about innovation, obviously. And it's, uh, but uh, we need to learn from each other. So by coming into this cohort, um, a student would learn uh, the nuances of working with uh, public monies in public organizations uh, and some of the challenges that are, are faced with that. Um, ergo, the, the, on the other side, I guess, is the, for the uh, government employees, they're going to learn from our, their classmates uh, the innovative ideas of, of how do you uh, get concepts out the door and commercialize uh, very quickly, learning those agile concepts uh, that the private industry is uh, famous for. So in terms of DHS employees, how are they actually selected to participate in this program? Well, for DHS employees, it really harkens back to um, objectives within the operational components of DHS, which there are, um, they, they, they know the leadership and those components, know their workforce, 
they have a desire to invest in that workforce, and they have a desire to enhance the workforce. There's an acknowledgement that the skills that are needed uh, to reduce those barriers of transition, um, they're pretty much are found in, in private industry, and they would be too expensive uh, to recruit out of private industry and bring it to government. So the idea is that operational components want to grow um, the current workforce um, or recruit the, current, the, the next workforce to be able to have these skills uh, to come back and uh, work on these uh, you know, concepts to transition them uh, to, um, uh, to the operational uh, user. Uh, what I would say in the selection process, um, each component is a little different, uh, but they all, uh, it starts with their um, human uh, capital offices and uh, they announce and, uh, and talk about the program and they're vetted through their own um, selection processes because it's a significant investment um, uh, to, to offer a scholarship um, fully funded MBA to a government employee. So there's an acknowledgement that um, there, there is a, um, an acknowledgement that this is, this is a, a significant investment and uh, we're looking toward the future of that organization. So uh, again, uh, the selection process goes back down to uh, the component and um, DHS Science and Technology, we feel like we're facilitating um, that uh, for the components. And for the for our audience that may not be familiar with the term DHS component, what does that refer to? So the components refer to the the, the eight operational components of DHS, which are comprised of, um, you know, everyone knows TSA at the airport, but also Secret Service is a component. Um, let's see, ICE is a, a component of DHS. Uh, Coast Guard is a. Uh, component of DHS, when I refer to the operational components, um, it's, the, it's, it's all of those uh, elements that were brought together uh, when DHS was created in, in the, the 2000s. Yeah, that's one of the things I enjoy when we visit the classroom is learning how you know, everything is broad ranging from cybersecurity to FEMA, you know, and to, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, the Coast Guard and all these other components that, that often don't have a lot of interaction, at least in the roles that they play within the DHS, that it get, also gives them a chance, right, to uh, co-create and collaborate, and, you know, across the, the components um, themselves. And I think it's important to kind of underscore, too, in terms of, you know, applying for this program, students mm. from government agencies outside of DHS, students from the private sector can apply um, to G GW directly, and we do have scholarships available and so on that apply to this particular program. But if you are a DHS employee, there is a workforce development program that if you contact your human resources office, they can tell you more about um, the That's formal right. selection process, right? That comes through that where it's really more sponsored. That's um, correct. MBA, yeah. So um, Professor Donnelly, you know, this is uh, I know that this is a passion project for you because it, it speaks so much to your uh, both academic as well as your sort of practitioner background. So first tell the audience a little bit <clears throat> about yourself and then talk about this curriculum that you've shaped for this program. Thank you, Liesl and Greg. Uh, it's uh, great to be with the two of you for this event this morning. 
Um, well, I'm delighted to be in my role as a faculty director. It uh, uh, sort of taps into things I've cared about for a long, long time. I, I started life as a, an engineering professor uh, and um, uh, enjoyed that uh, all very much, but it became uh, obvious that a lot of engineering uh, failures were a result of management uh, mm. rather than technology. And so over time, I made my way through uh, 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 10 years in the corporate sector as a, a lab uh, uh, director and um, uh, someone who got uh, uh, involved also in the um, global development of products uh, by collaboration with, uh, with other firms. That was a lot of fun, uh, <laughs> but somehow the uh, uh, enjoyment of uh, education uh, drew me back. And lo and behold, I found at, uh, at GW mm. uh, a program on management of science, technology, and innovation, uh, which was uh, looking for someone like me. So uh, that, that was kind of a, a match uh, made up with the right uh, statistical uh, outcome. Um, and uh, I uh, quite soon became the director of the Management of Science, Technology and Innovation program, uh, which uh, drew students from both uh, the um, uh, MBA world uh, and uh, the technology oriented uh, programs uh, within the, in the business school. Mm. So uh, I've been uh, pursuing this uh, whole business of uh, how to do a better job uh, managing technology. Um, we haven't uh, all that often uh, used the technology transition terminology, but it's a very good one. Um, we instead talked about uh, innovation uh, as the uh, sort of overarching process uh, involved in, in moving uh, from uh, a, a uh, concept of, of, a, of a service or a product uh, to something that was actually functioning effectively in, in the uh, uh, marketplace. And of course, that involves uh, a huge chain of activities uh, uh, that span many of those uh, in the business school. Uh, and um, uh, accordingly, it was, uh, it was great to be a, a teaching technologists uh, from the uh, platform of a business school. It was a lot of fun for me and, and my colleagues. Uh, I won't bore you with too many details. Um, I was asked to uh, found uh, the um, executive MBA program at GW, which was the first one in the middle Atlantic. Mm. Uh, and um, uh, one of the things that we made sure of uh, was that there was some uh, emphasis in there on technology ventures, technology entrepreneurship, technology innovation, uh, and especially with a, a global uh, flavor, uh, which is the way technology uh, tends to be developed these days. Um, with that uh, as background, I, I was uh, un unknowingly uh, preparing myself for this role, uh, which came uh, later in life. And, and uh, I uh, uh, still teach full time. I've been the chair of the Department of Information Systems and Technology Management. Uh, I, in fact, founded that department. And um, uh, when Liesl and I um, uh, chatted one day about uh, uh, things uh, coming along, uh, she said, now I want to talk to you about this, uh, this new opportunity that, uh, <laughs> that I'm getting excited about. And uh, a couple of years later, here we are. <laughs> so um, uh, what's fun about this for me is, uh, as you might be able to tell from that little vignette, uh, I like getting things started. And uh, 
So here we are with an opportunity to start this uh, amazing program that really is, I think, unlike uh, uh, very many others uh, anywhere in the country. Uh, and it, it just so happens that GW is sort of perfectly positioned to, uh, to do this, uh, not only in terms of the breadth of, of in our school, um, but the fact that we have um, other uh, science and technology departments in the university and uh, we sit about five blocks from the White House and the executive office building. So uh, uh, we're also inevitably linked uh, to um, our federal government as uh, both a, an inspiration and, and a source of, uh, of research findings and, uh, and of course, uh, uh, contract support for developing a new technology. And, and uh, as a result of that, our, our faculty have uh, almost just by absorption a um, uh, uh, an understanding of the public-private partnership uh, that uh, it takes to advance technology uh, these days. So that's the, that's what we're going to try to build into uh, into this program. Uh, we are just off the ground now by a few months, and um, uh, it seems to be uh, going well. We'll tell you more about that uh, with our follow-on comments. Well, yeah, it's an interesting curriculum, isn't it? Because the students take you know the all of the core courses that the you know you, you would typically receive in an MBA program financial accounting and marketing and finance and organizations and human behavior and so on um, but also they have a second half of the degree where it's really focused on a lot of these technology transition innovation um, types of, of topics. So, Greg, if you could share a little bit about, you know, why did, you know, DHS sort of um, requested several different topics be covered in mm -hmm. this particular program. Can you speak a little bit about what those are and why that's important to DHS? Liesl, great, great, great question. And uh, this gives me the opportunity to kind of brag about why uh, GW was, was also selected, because, uh, again, um, technology changes every 18 months. Um, so the rules are different uh, than what government is trained for. We are trained for operating in series um, on fixed schedules that are out to five to seven years. And so you can see we're already uh, behind. So the things that GW brings to the table, um, instructions in commercialization, um, innovation, um, business enterprise, and chiefly intellectual property law um, and management. That just uh, it resonated with some of the things that we were seeing that uh, our workforce was lacking. As we are developing uh, technology from concepts, um, we, we are, we're in the same marketplace where private industry um, other other governments, um, you know, national industries are are in that same space. So we need to have a good understanding of um, the commercialization aspects and that intellectual property aspect. And that's where GW just uh, is uh, leaps and bounds uh, ahead of the competition. So um, it was uh, chief to those concerns that we were were trying to go after. And what and that's what makes this different. Um, you've got the core MBA. 
uh, that you're you know familiar with, but then laser focused on these aspects that will help get uh, technology concepts. You know, we say security technology because that's what that's the type of technology that's going to help do our mission. But this could be applied to any technology. You're going to need these aspects um, to be able to reduce those barriers. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Professor Donnelly, tell us a little bit more about like, first of all, why is GW School of Business such a good fit um, with some of these topics? Um, and how does the faculty expertise kind of become showcased in the sort of technology management side of this degree? Yeah, happy to do that. Um, let me start with the, uh, the MBA portion of the curriculum, which is uh, an essential part of it. Uh, uh, we have uh, some of the top-ranked uh, departments in the various uh, MBA disciplines uh, in the uh, in the U.S. system. Um, especially highly ranked uh, is our international business uh, area, which um, Professor Riddle is a member <laughs> of the faculty uh, from, and. Um, uh, that gives uh, a, a perspective on. Uh, one of the uh, both advantages and challenges of mm -hmm. uh, developing technology because it uh, is, is done um, in many parts of the world uh, and sometimes the most useful technologies um, have components or uh, subcomponents that, uh, that come from companies around, around the world. So the international um, angle is, is an important one uh, for uh, DHS in its uh, quest to become better and better at technology transition. Uh, and uh, as Greg said, we uh, wanted to include that and other similar uh, kinds of, uh, of MBA uh, core disciplines. But if you think of it, the MBA uh, has always been a generalist uh, degree. Uh, and um, uh, some people call the, uh, the traditional MBA a just-in-case uh, degree. Uh, you study a bunch of stuff just in case you might need it uh, someday. <laughs> so even if you're an HR professional, you study logistics and supply chain. Uh, and uh, there, is, there is some wisdom uh, behind that. And you can see it in part uh, when um, uh, you recognize that, uh, that MBAs become involved in such things as, uh, as technology transition. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're delighted to uh, have um, uh, about half of our program, uh, the core MBA courses uh, taught by a wonderful faculty who are used to teaching um, uh, senior people. Uh, we, we, we could find uh, other universities uh, in the country that also were very good uh, at the core disciplines of the MBA, but weren't experienced in dealing with it uh, in the real world uh, setting so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and here at, at GW, we're uh, proud to say that a lot of our faculty have uh, either a stint uh, in the private sector, or in the uh, governmental uh, uh, sector, uh, or they uh, advise and, and consult to them and, and so have a, a good understanding of, of what that's all about. Uh, we marry to that um, uh, half of the curriculum uh, a custom-designed curriculum for the purpose of enhancing a technology transition. 
And um, uh, as Greg said, the, the security uh, is, uh, does introduce some special features, but it, it, it doesn't move it uh, into a completely different realm. So uh, for, for those who might consider this program from the standpoint of learning more about technology transition and commercialization uh, for purposes other than security technology, I think there's a lot to, uh, uh, to benefit from uh, there. Uh, we, uh, we begin um, our foray into um, uh, technology management uh, with a course on management of technology and innovation, uh, which our, our students are, are just about to start uh, in two weeks, our first uh, pass through that. Uh, and um, uh, uh, along with uh, that introduction, uh, introductory subject, uh, we uh, have a course uh, in technology entrepreneurship. Uh, which the uh, U.S. Uh, uh, is great at, uh, but uh, with more and more competitors around the world, and some of them have ideas that uh, are a little different from uh, the way we've done it traditionally in the U.S. So that's, uh, of course, a, a good uh, a good thing to uh, to look at uh, always. Uh, we have a course in technology commercialization, uh, which will uh, focus on uh, projects. And uh, we'll give our, our students a chance to actually pursue a, a project in technology transition. Uh, we have uh, an intellectual property uh, course, um, which, uh, as Greg mentioned, is a, a very central topic uh, in the, uh, this whole area. And um, many of you may not be aware, but, but GW has one of the best uh, intellectual property law faculty uh, in mm -hmm. the country, in the world, probably. Uh, and that's in, in, in no small measure because we have uh, great people who've come from the Patent and Trademark Office, which is uh, within the view uh, almost of, uh, of the campus. Um, we uh, will also be looking at um, <clears throat> uh, questions of, of managing of technical projects uh, and um, uh, some uh, uh, contract um, uh, issues, uh, because much of what the government does uh, in technology is done through contract relationships. Uh, so that uh, becomes a specialized topic uh, towards the end, end of our program. Uh, technologies change rapidly, as uh, Greg said. Uh, Moore's Law introduced uh, the idea years ago that um, uh, if you were gonna sit still, you were gonna fall behind. And, and, uh, uh, and so we, we have a course on emerging technologies, which, um, uh, addresses some of the, the new uh, technologies that will inevitably have greater and greater influence in uh, technology transition, such as uh, artificial intelligence, for example. So um, our, our faculty have um, <clears throat> loved to, uh, to join with us in this uh, exciting new program. Uh, and um, uh, I can tell by their enthusiasm, uh, when you add that <laughs> to, their, uh, to their talent, this is gonna turn out great. So talk a little bit about the format. Uh, how is this program delivered? Are the students working? Are they full-time? Are they part-time? How's this all working out? Yes, um, uh, are the students uh, work full-time. They maintain their <clears throat> responsibilities um, uh, in the DHS uh, component structure. Uh, we have um, uh, kind of a, a maybe a two-part uh, participant group. Uh, some of them are, are uh, professionals, senior professionals. Uh, some of them are um, uh, high-level managers, and um, uh, they uh, often have uh, uh, the experience of, of working uh, separately, but uh, maybe not so often together. With an organization as complex and large as DHS, 
um, the, the networking challenges is a pretty significant one. So one of the things that we uh, uh, hope to accomplish with our courses um, uh, by the nature of the uh, interaction in class is, is a, a networking um, accomplishment, uh, which we think uh, pays dividends. And, and that also uh, stands behind the idea to uh, open this program to participants from the private sector mm -hmm. uh, who may have similar uh, challenges, uh, may even work with uh, uh, DHS uh, in some cases. And, uh, and having that uh, crosstalk, uh, we think will be, uh, will be very effective. Uh, we, uh, we meet uh, once a week. Uh, the, um, uh, the program is a combination of about 25% uh, online courses and 75% in class. Um, with the um, opening of, of the nation's campuses uh, to, uh, to in class, uh, we'll, I'll be doing a lot more of that in the uh, remaining time in, in this first uh, cohort. Uh, the cohort takes um, uh, about two and a half years to, uh, to go through the program. Uh, they take uh, six credit units or, or two uh, normal sized courses uh, per term. And uh, that turns out to be a, a, a kind of a, a optimum way to uh, still be able to do a responsible job uh, on the job and, uh, and to study uh, uh, and, and get through the program in, in a reasonable period of time. So two and a half years is uh, not unusual for our, our uh, employed graduate students. Uh, there's also a, a recognition in this case that our students are a, a very senior group, an experienced group. And so we choose faculty uh, who are, um, experience themselves and, and can hmm. uh, comfortably interact with, uh, with students who ask very challenging questions and, and uh, uh, make very probing comments and, and so on. It's, it's, it's actually fun for the faculty we choose. When you really speak to that idea of, you know, building community, you know, within the class, but also I think what's really special about the program is that there are lots of aspects in sort of the co-curricular space that have been designed to bridge the divide between the class itself and helping grow their social capital by helping them meet others in DHS, meet others in the technology industry writ large to help them sort of think about the future of their career, how they want that to develop, but also how they want to innovate and, and create. Um, you know, I, I'm really grateful that our Career Center is, is building a community of practice. Uh, we have another podcast episode about what is a community of practice um, also, but it goes into more depth. But essentially, you know, we're bringing together mentors from different parts of the technology environment. So within DHS, within federal, other federal agencies, but also from the private sector to help mentor students as they begin to think about their career, maybe work on some pro bono uh, projects and go through sort of a whole professional development um, process um, that I think is really unique and special for, for this program. You know, we host industry roundtables where we bring in experts from all sorts of different technology fields, again, inside and outside of um, the DHS environment and some very international um, representation to come in and speak in small groups to students. 
you know, we have meet and greets where we have, we have so many alumni that work in security technology inside and outside of DHS. Um, it's just amazing to me, but it really speaks, I think, volumes to our expertise in this area. And so we bring the alumni back in our meet and greet environment and, um, and have our students mix with our alumni, with our faculty, with our staff, and kind of talk about cutting edge um, issues in, uh, in the technology, security technology, and the transition. Base. And of course, you know, they have the George Talks Business to listen to, where we also bring a lot of, you know, captains of, of industry in this area to come speak about the future um, of, um, of security technology and technology in general. So, so I think it, we put together, and, and it's a testament to you, Professor Donnelly, for how holistically you've thought about how we're going to educate the whole person, provide intellectual capital, but also that social capital to really help um, enrich, you know, students' careers and their way of thinking about the whole industry, which I think, uh, again, speak, goes back to that sort of incubator-like um, experience. So we talked a lot about sort of programmatic intent and, and vision, and this is a new program. So I kind of wanted to end this podcast with a question to both of you about, you know, imagine we're, we're five years in the future. Our first, you know, two classes have graduated. Um, what do we hope for in terms of how they will think differently or act differently or innovate differently because they've come out of this program. What, what's that vision look like to you, Greg? For us in government, um, we hope to have a, a, a cadre of people that are back in the workforce um, that are able to be flexible. Uh, we, you could even use the term agile. Um, that they are biased toward collaboration and uh, innovation and reaching out across networks, looking at issues from multiple points of view and primed to embrace data-driven decision-making. All the things that private industry has been focused on uh, many, many, many years, but government, uh, maybe not so much. So we look to those skills uh, being embedded and changing the culture one program at a time. So maybe five years, you, you establish these uh, concepts, and maybe when you come back 20 years later, Liesl, um, government could be as innovative and uh, agile as, as some of the, the industries uh, in Silicon Valley. You never know. So that's that's our vision. So Professor Donnelly, what, how, do you have anything you want to add to that vision that's from your perspective? Well, I might just add that um, uh, in an area uh, as um, a sort of uh, dependent on, on advances in technology uh, as the one that we're, we're talking about in this program, uh, we expect to be revising our curriculum continuously, uh, not so much in the, in the core conceptual focus of the various courses, but in the, um, uh, the new uh, case examples and, and the new technologies that uh, will inevitably have uh, influence. Uh, been reading uh, that uh, artificial intelligence is expected to 
Uh, now this pass at it, uh, we've had a couple uh, passes previously uh, where it hasn't seemed to quite uh, come through as effectively as we expected, but, but this time it does feel a little different and, and there's an expectation uh, that artificial intelligence will make its way into the process of management of technology, of, of uh, decisions on investment uh, in technology uh, through the venture capital system and, and so on. So I, uh, I, I guess one of the things I, I see is that we'll be continuously uh, changing as our, our new uh, uh, cohorts of students uh, come in. Uh, we'll uh, probably expand our reach to, uh, to faculty who haven't had a chance to participate yet. And that uh, is one of the uh, richnesses that uh, we can offer at, at GW, a real, uh, real strong bench um, to uh, pursue. And, and I, I, I would emphasize again what Liesl said about uh, the amazing uh, alumni community that we represent. Uh, much of it centered in the Washington area and uh, with very high positions often represented in, uh, in the various agencies. So we'll be tapping into those people uh, as well for uh, guest speaker roles, for mentorship roles, for uh, case examples and, and so on. Yeah, I mean, what I hear in both of your answers really is, is innovation, right? We want the students to come out of this program to really innovate and innovate differently than they were before they went into the program. But by virtue of offering this program and the nature of its program, we too on the GW side look at this as a motivation and source and inspiration really of our own innovation and our own agility. Well, thank you both for joining me in the podcast uh, studio today. I hope that we've inspired those uh, innovators out there to take a good hard look at this, uh, at this program. It certainly is a special one. And thanks to both of you for all of your contributions to the program. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening today. Shout out for music credit to Plantain Poppy, also known as Michael Ferrier, GW class of 2020. See you next time to learn more ways we are GWSB proud. Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Buff and blue, so you know they need my chef for me.